The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Let's dive straight into the topic today, new business growth or lead acquisition, customer acquisition, talking about how to grow your business. Well, and actually in terms of lead acquisition, that doesn't necessarily mean you're growing your business. It actually means you're not shrinking your business, right? Because no business has 100% retention. Um, so it's you always have to have new blood coming in to keep your business healthy and growing. And, and if you have a lot of new customers coming in, then, you, then you're growing, right? Not necessarily shrinking because there's always people dropping off from from the back end just for whatever reason, you know, but wanted to have that conversation today because I think it's really important and there's a lot of realizations I've had and it's taken me a long time to get there. Uh, I want to say, well, listen to Gary Vee. He has this down pat more than I do. Um, that, this is where I've learned a lot of these frameworks on how to understand new customer acquisition and leads and business growth. He has a very unique approach and when I'm going to explain it, it's going to sound very straightforward, but it's tougher to apply than you than you realize than I realize you know if it was if it was that easy then we'd all be doing and be ma- making millions right but it's not so um, listen because it's it's super important because really businesses live and die by their customer acquisition cost if, if a business has a high customer acquisition cost it's hard for them to sustain that right because they're not going to be as profitable a company that has a low customer acquisition cost, is going to be able to sustain itself because it can get customers in for a really cheap price and spend more money to get more customers. And this is from Russell Brunson, who I think got it from Dan Kennedy was, you know, he who can spend the most money on new customers wins, right? That, that business is going to win. And so it's really vital for you to have a strong and effective, and I mean cost-effective customer acquisition strategy, because if you don't, it could sink your business. So there's two things I'm going to talk about today. And these are vital to helping you get your business up and going. Um, but anyway, so let's let's have that conversation and go into it. So, so number one, before I go into like the, the, the fun stuff, is you need to pick a customer acquisition strategy and stick with it. There, there are a lot out there, um, and there are a lot of ineffective ones. But like I see a lot of people bouncing around and trying different new one, like new ones all the time and never sticking with one and they never get good at one, right? So you can't be a jack of all trades. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be trying out new things and experimenting, but you do need one core acquisition strategy. So for example, I worked for Vivint Solar and their their core customer acquisition strategy throughout their whole business is knocking on doors. Like not just cold calling, like literally knocking on doors. And that's worked for them, right? That doesn't mean there's more effective ways out there or at least effective ways out there, but they found a way to be very effective at that method. And they've stuck to it and they've married to it and they've been committed to it and faithful to it. And it's paid off, it's paid dividends for them, right? Paid a lot of profit for them over the years. And a lot of people criticize like door to door and and cold calling, but for them it's worked and they've stuck to it and you have to respect them for that and you have to see their growth and like as, as much as people criticize them, like you can still look at the numbers and be like, 
okay, has anybody else even got close? Very few, right? Because that customer acquisition strategy works and they've been able to grow and be successful. Um, so that's, that, that's my first bit. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is underpriced attention. And that's like the key thing here. And I want to talk about a concept of advertising and marketing that will hopefully add value to your business and, and how you approach lead acquisition. So from the dawn of time, businesses or people have been trying to exchange value, right? And some of the oldest advertising marketing strategies are literally that cold calling door to door, right? Um, but we also have a lot of paid advertising strategies as well. That could be you know paying for an ad in a magazine, for a radio spot, for a TV spot, for Facebook digital marketing assets, for mailers, right? There's a lot of different ways to send out paid advertisements to attract people to your company, to your brand, to your And the debate comes in of saying like, okay, there's all these strategies, which ones do we choose that is most effective, right? And the problem I've seen with a lot of businesses is, well, one, they choose a different, a lot of different ones, they never stick on one, but also they choose an ineffective one. Like, I, I know I mentioned like you need to pick one to run with it, but also oftentimes that can also be the death of a business. So how do you choose an effective strategy? What framework should you use to choose an effective strategy? And this is again from Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. He really focuses on underpriced attention. So like picture this in, like this is the, that concept explained in layman's terms, right? Let's say you have an advertising medium. Let, let's say that advertising medium is radio, right? And originally when radio came out, they actually wouldn't let people advertise on radio. And radio caught on really quick because it was really nice to be able to just have, instead of like having to go buy a paper and read and just have one, that one visual sense be satisfied, they created this literally machine that could beam radio waves across the air and hit your, get, get into a device in your home and then spit out sound and music. And so instead of just having to read something, you could listen to music, you could hear a voice, you could hear a story audibly. And that was a really valuable product and service to people. And so what happened is, is they didn't let people advertise, like blatantly at least, um, on that medium. And for years and years, or for months and months, however long the time it took, they got this huge audience of people that enjoyed this medium. And while everybody else was saying, well, print advertisements, how you grow your business, others were saying, well, there's all these people listening to radio and there's no one advertising to them. And there's an actually a really interesting story is, is Kellogg's, well, or maybe General Mills, I don't whoever does Wheaties, um, was looking at discontinuing Wheaties because they weren't selling enough boxes. And this is like back in the 1930s or something, 1940s. And they, the, one of the executives said, well, let's try a radio spot in this couple areas. And they did a radio spot. They didn't advertise it. They just did like a little song jingle. And in the jingle, they dropped the name Wheaties. And in those, they noticed in those areas that the app, the purchasing of Wheaties like cereal, like skyrocketed. And so they said, okay, let's, let's branch this out to other places. So they started doing this to other areas in the nation and the, the advertising and the buying uh, or the, the advertising really helped the sales of Wheaties take off. And they paid like a dollar a minute or something like that. It was crazy. Um, nowadays, if you go to buy a radio spot, it's like $300 a minute. And with, even with accounting for inflation, that's like 26 the times, 26 times the value of what, or the, the cost of what it was back in when radio start, first started getting started. And so what, what this concept is saying, like you have all these different platforms where people pay attention to, whether that's TV, print, newspaper, or newspaper magazines, 
Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever, right? And there, there comes a point in time where there are more advertisers than listeners. Like for example, I hate reading a magazine because it's like 60% advertising and like 40% content. And that's just annoying to look through all his ads and not get any content, right? So I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna do that as much. That's overpriced attention, right? Versus underpriced attention is saying like, okay, there's this thing called Facebook and there's a ton of eyeballs on there, but not a lot of people are advertising. So I can put an ad on there and a bunch of people will see it for really cheap. And that means I can get a cheap acquisition, customer acquisition cost. And that, that concept of underpriced attention is what's going to make it or break it in your business. And my encouragement is, is saying, look at where the underpriced attention is and advertise on that medium. And if you do, you're going to be more successful, right? And so that's one of my things that I do for my course and job and like for people that hire me as a consultant is I help them find that underpriced attention, capitalize on it, and then just make a ton of money from it. And that's what I'm always doing is like, okay, where's the underpriced attention, right? In some places it's Facebook, other places it's not Facebook. Facebook's overpriced, right? And so learning to manage that, use that for our event, use that, will make a key in your business. And if you, if you want to find out more, feel free to hit, hit, hit that up and thank you for listening. Also, I want to thank a few people for leaving reviews. That means the world to me that, know, that, that I know that people are going down, taking time out of their day, to leave reviews and just, you know, write a couple sentences. So if, for all those that have done that, thank you. Appreciate you doing that. And if you do that, it means the world for me that, that I know people are listening and not, well, not only listening, but like responding and saying, Hey, thanks for your thoughts and comments. So appreciate it guys. And hope that helps today and helps you find good advertising mediums to help grow your business. We'll talk to you later. Bye.